How can I earn the right to invite people to mm-hmm. play with me in the future? You have to earn that right. I live under the premise, you have to earn the right to ask me to follow you by giving me so much that I can't help. I want more. And if I don't want more, you've added value to this moment. You are getting 45 minutes of my life. Hello and welcome to the EverCoach podcast, the online destination for a coach that wants to create a positive impact in the world and make good money along the way. I'm your host, Ajit Nawalka, and every week I'll bring you the world's best thinkers, coaches, trainers, to share some of their best ideas to solve real client problems, live a prosperous life, and be an even better version of ourselves. A vital skill for a coach is to be able to tell powerful stories. When you tell a story in a powerful way, you connect with your client like no other way. Often, we are not really taught how to tell great stories. We have great stories happening around us all the time. They're happening in our lives all the time. But we're not trained in being able to really understand how to tell that story more powerfully. If we could learn how to tell better stories, we can change the lives of our clients. We can change the reality of our business. One of the most powerful coaches that I know that taught me the power of storytelling and taught me the structure of storytelling is Lisa Nichols. And today, she'll be showing you how she crafts stories and how you can use the same system to be able to craft your own story. Now you can use these stories for better enrollment conversations, you can use these stories for more impact with your clients, you can use these stories to give a metaphorical example so your clients can relate to what may be something that they need to know. You can use these stories to be able to speak on stages, you can use these stories to be able to be on podcasts, you can use these stories in many different ways. So as a coach, I invite you to put some time towards really listening to what Lisa is saying and take away some key ideas that you will be able to use going forward as you learn the power of storytelling. Like I mentioned, once I learned the power of telling stories in a better way, once I learned the power of the we that you're going to learn about today, the power of the bridge that you're gonna learn about today, I was able to completely turn around what my business would look like. You see, before that, I had had a chance to speak on some stages. I was fortunate, I got lucky, but I totally bombed. Once I learned from Lisa how to tell these stories better, I was able to get on many stages that otherwise were unreachable for me, on podcasts that were unreachable for me. I was able to be able to tell my story more powerfully, get on platforms that were otherwise inaccessible for somebody who was still starting their journey because I could tell my stories better. So listen to this podcast carefully because you are going to learn how you could tell your story a lot more powerfully. Now, while you're at it, if you haven't yet subscribed to the Evercoach podcast, I invite you to hit that subscribe button so you can get notified every single time we release a new episode. These podcasts are designed to help you with solving real client problems, real business problems, and be able to live a more prosperous life. Without further ado, let me invite Lisa Nichols. Thank you so much for making the time, Lisa. You're absolutely welcome. I love you. I love you and spending time with you and sharing space with you and the world is one of my highlights. Always have been since we met years ago. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. And I love you too. And I want to start with one of the stories of uh, something that has transformed my life. And I wanted to 
get this, even if we've been chatting before. I didn't want to say it before because I wanted to save it for this moment right. while I'm we actually speak. What's, yeah. mo- what's the moment? So, um, it, this was in Greece. We were sitting down. Mm-hmm. I was about to go on stage in a few hours or I think a day later or something like that. And I was really, really nervous. It was, uh, it was uh, A-Fest. It was the event that we first met at even. Yeah. All right. And, and I was about to go on stage and you had taken the time out to have breakfast with me that, that morning, like 30 minutes, 40 minutes between your crazy schedule at the <laughs> event. You had taken out that time uh, to say, let's sit down with you because you needed help because I asked for that help. And, yeah. and you sat down with me and you told me one technique that you used, like one small technique that you shared with me, which was called you... Uh, me, you, V, or me, V, you, something me, like that. Me, we, you. Audience me, connection. You. Yeah, yes. yeah, me, V, you. And that was my first time that I really got up on stage and talked about something that was very personal to me. Yeah. Because I had never been comfortable talking about myself. Yeah. I was, uh, as you call them, content speakers. Yes. I would go and I would just go presentation. Here's this, here's that. Listen right. to this, listen to that. You need to, to know this, need to yeah. know that, need to know yeah. this. Right. And, and the audience goes, what the hell are you talking right. about, right? But they respect uh, you. They just don't know you. Yeah, exactly. And you taught me that technique that has ever since. Recently, I did my first event that was just me presenting for the entire thing. I've never done that before. Congratulations. So I did that with, with my wife as, as, as somebody also co-presenting, but mostly us presenting. Um, and... And we had the most amazing experience. We had the greatest uh, uh, rankings. It's called 9.1 in an NPS score, yeah. which is amazing uh, because that's how many people would recommend out of 10, 9.1 people would recommend. That's how wow. it's kind of gauged yeah, yeah, uh, that yeah. event to somebody else who's a friend. Uh, and we had amazing revenue from that event as well. So we were so, so grateful. And I was reflecting back the other day because I can relate it back mm-hmm. to you giving me that confidence at that time yeah. and many times before that. You may not know, but you're probably one of the, not probably, you're among maybe three speakers that have ever got me to cry while you were speaking on stage. Mm. Mm. Uh, because I was just having such an emotional, yeah. overwhelming experience. To feel. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was beautiful. I'm very grateful Thank for you. that. And I'm very grateful that today you took the time to, to really take in your busy schedule of several interviews and just sitting down with me for, for an hour or 40 minutes or whatever the time would allow to really sit down with me and talk about this and share yeah. it with our tribe. Well, first of all, thank you for reminding me of those moments. Um, I, uh, I'm honored that I am now in a space where I can turn around and give other change agents, um, other advocates for transformation, tools and techniques to help you. You already know the content. Now it's just the delivery model. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you did the work on content. You just go, mm-hmm. how do I do it in such a way that they not only get the content, but they get me. They mm-hmm. get the delivered because mm-hmm. in addition to what you know, people want to know you. We want relationship. And when I cracked you open and those, those tears began to flow, you didn't walk in the room saying, I really want to cry today. Right? <laughs> no one does. No one does. But what happens is a, a part of my heart touches a part of your heart unexpectedly. What a gift. Mm-hmm. And so everything that I've stood for in our relationship and our friendship and sort of so like a big sister, you know, mm-hmm. brother relationship is let me help you do more of you in the world. Let, let more people get you. And mm-hmm. people choose to like you, then they choose to follow you, then they choose to love you, then they choose to be loyal to you. And mm-hmm. then, so the content is a part of it, but it's one part, it's not everything. So it's been a journey and, and you've been a key part of it. And, and you have, you know, I have to say, cause you're talking about what, what I've given you, I have to say those same breakfasts, brother, mm-hmm. you, you said, at that breakfast, you said, you do so many things well, Lisa, 
but what do you want to be known for? And I didn't have the answer then. I, I, and my biggest challenge has been over the last 16 years, it felt like everything I touch has turned to gold. Now, if I have to pick my challenges, I want to pick that one, but it still was challenging. I, I was master of many things, but like literally the known for strategically known for one thing. No, that was the challenge we, we set at breakfast and you gave me some advice, find that thing that, that you just want to do, even though you're good at all these things, find that thing. And, um, five years later, six years later, however long it's been, that thing is speaking. And mm -hmm. it's funny, you would open up with a technique because back then I had probably, I remember six techniques. I was like, these six techniques are it. And then within 18 months, I was like, these nine techniques, it's it. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm at 14 yeah. because I keep opening it up even more going, oh, there's the bridge and oh, there's the me with you and oh, there's the valley. And um, so I'm just excited. I'm yeah. excited. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of that journey. Absolutely. I'm, I'm grateful I got to interact with you at the other time where I was going through my own personal experience and, mm -hmm. and it was really, really important for me what you shared with me that day. And you have been sharing ever since. It's, it's been one of those, I'm one of those silent cheerleaders that is always cheering you on on different podcasts that you show up at, events that you show up at, and I try to support it as much as yeah, I possibly can. So, so thank you for being you. You're welcome. Now switching gears, I know there's, again, like I said, you're good at so many things. I want to I wanna use this channel for inspiring coaches. That's that's yeah. the community that good. we speak with coaches, people good who are creating purpose. impact. Yeah. yeah, good purpose in life. And and I know you have so many inspirational nuggets. What I wanted to touch on though is our ideas that I feel like maybe can be represented more. Yeah. I love how you show up with abundance everywhere. Yeah. And how you show up with this giving nature everywhere in yeah. your in your communities and your events yeah. when you talk to people when you're even speaking at somebody else's events i've seen yeah. you how you show up you just don't show up as all right i'm the speaker i'm going to speak you show up with full power with full with everything to give to the audience that's there share with me or share with us i want to hear it for myself too is how do you put yourself in that abundance mindset yeah. where does that come from wow so first of all, thank you for the acknowledgement because I don't announce that. I don't market that. I just am that. I make a choice, a powerful choice to be 159% present to where I am. Mm -hmm. And I look at how can I change the vibration? How can I change the, the structure of what's occurring here? Because I was here. How can I add value to this environment? Not to my moment. So it's coming from a servant leaderhood servant leadership position. And most people in our position, you come in and you're gonna share and establish and convert buyers and go. Well, that could be very static and, 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 and unfulfilling quite often. But when you come in to go, how can I make this room a better room because I played full out in it, irregardless of my conversions, irregardless of my offer, that will take care of itself. How can I earn the right to invite people to mm -hmm. play with me in the future? You have to earn that right. Mm -hmm. I live under the premise, you have to earn the right to ask me to follow you by giving me so much that I can't help. I want more. And if I don't want more, you've added value to this moment. You are getting 45 minutes of my life. Mm -hmm. What are you doing with it? While you're here, 
How are you changing the infrastructure? Everyone that's everyone, everywhere, you, when your DNA is present, when your energy is present, you should change the vibration of that space because you're present. If you come in and everything is status quo, then you wasted your time and space, <laughs> mm-hmm. your time and space. I'm very serious about that. And we're sitting in my home right now and that picture behind me is not there for decoration. I sat in Nelson Mandela's jail cell for eight hours and 45 minutes on Robbins Island. Eight hours and 45 minutes. I saw the window that didn't have glass in it, that in the wintertime he went to bed cold. I saw the pot that looked like it was a flower pot, but it was his toilet that he had to carry around with him every day. I saw the sign that indicated that he got the least amount of meat and bread because of the complexion of his skin. And I went outside and saw the dirt that Nelson Mandela, when he was not allowed to talk to the other prisoners because they found him to be too dangerous, they considered him to be more dangerous than a murderer because he was shifting the mind. But when he couldn't talk, he would go outside and cheat and he would pick up the dirt and he'd run it through his fingers to let the people know we'll rise, we'll rise as dust rises. And after a while, they wouldn't let him do that. And he would walk outside and every other prisoner would pick up dirt. Mm. That, that, That picture doesn't sit there as decoration on my wall. It sits there to remind me that that man left prison and led the largest forgiveness movement ever in history. And beside him were the police officers that guarded him. (sighs) On his shoulders we stand. Our job is to make all of his efforts worthwhile. As with Mahatma Gandhi and Mother Teresa, as with Martin Luther King, as with all the people who we don't even know, your grandmother, my grandmother, to go, what will I do to honor every day what I know and what I don't know? that they've done so that we can be here. I can stand here, a little brown girl, little brown boy, traveling the world, inspiring. I'm gonna make every moment count. You're going to say, good investment. I don't mind that I pick cotton for 10 hours a day. I don't mind that I went to bed hungry. I don't mind that I clean people's toilets because she's making good of my efforts. That's what I want my life to mean much bigger than conversion rates, much bigger than my brand building. It's my contribution that my children's children's children that I'll never meet will say, my great-great-grandma, your son, that he will say, my Auntie Lisa, she showed us how to love everybody. She didn't announce it. She didn't market it. She was just it. But I want, I want to inspire people to be bigger than they've ever been, the way Dr. King, Nelson Mandela, Mother Teresa, Mahatma Gandhi, Oprah, so many people, they they require me to stand on my tippy toes because of who they were. I wanna create that same jolt and vibration and command and conviction. I just want my life to say I was a good steward. I was a good steward of my dash between my birthday and my transition day. I was a good steward of it. Mm. That's why you see what you see, and you will always see that. You will always see it everywhere. I won't be perfect. I won't ever be perfect. But you will always see me playing 100% and full out with my imperfection. 
that's beautiful and that's such an inspiring story as as we try our own unique with our own imperfections try to create that dialogue in the world mm-hmm. and try to create that impact in the world there are seasons that happen in our lives right and and those seasons sometimes we feel is this worth anything yeah. is it am i even making an impact is this even going to mean anything yeah. or sometimes we look at different situation in our life it could be sometimes a suffering relationship sometimes it could be a suffering health situation sometimes it could be a suffering bank account right and sometimes it can be d all of the above at the exact same time <laughs> yeah how how is it that you you bring yourself back mm-hmm. to that place of saying this is how i'm going to show mm-hmm. up in the world this is the legacy i'm leaving mm-hmm. how do you remind yourself mm-hmm. even to get back into that place mm-hmm. that's a great question so you're asking me how do i get up Mm-hmm. when i want to just stay laying down mm-hmm. how do i find that next level of oxygen when i feel like i've been gut punched and my oxygen has been taken away from me how do i love the perceivingly unlovable how do i forgive the perceivingly unforgivable even when sometimes that unforgivable is done by me easy and it it won't ever happen automatically ever it's not an autopilot response it is with great intention I climb back up to my stand with great effort with great energy with great prayer with great conviction so I'm not gonna necessarily tell you the how because every time it's different But first, I'm going to tell you the why, because the why precedes the how. Because every time I've gotten knocked down, and boy, have I gotten knocked down. I don't look like what I've been through. And sometimes the videos that you may have seen of me are the moments I've been on stages that you were in the audience of, and I was still washing off the ashes. I might have smelled like ashes. I put an extra spritz of perfume to cover the ashes. Be very clear. The why I keep getting back up is because every time I get up, I'm aware that I'm modeling for someone else the ability to get up. Even when you feel like your knees are shaking and you you feel like a newborn calf, a newborn horse, like there's this shake. And many times I've been on stage in my shake. I'm not faking, I just refuse to stay laying down because then I've earned the right to call you to your get up. So I get up because my life, I've accepted the assignment on my life to be a non-negotiable inspiration when things are going great and when they're really, really crappy. And I can mask getting up because I can lay down 
and I can put videos out of old days and you'll never know that I'm still laying down, but I'll know. I don't want to have a conversation. I choose to be the conversation. Sorry. I've climbed over a lot in the last 36 months. I don't mind the camera seeing my tears. I think when you find out that superheroes and super sheroes cry, I think when you find out that superheroes and super sheroes cry, it makes everything possible. So I don't mind my tears. I've gotten quite used to them. You've seen them before. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other major thing is I've given myself permission to have breakdown. I think most coaches, most, most experts, have the challenges you've stopped giving yourself permission to have breakdown and be called an expert. When I was on Oprah in 2007 and they introduced us and she started clapping, yay, the experts are here. And I got riddled with fear, like, <gasps> and I remember looking around like, is that me? I remember being afraid of what that word might mean. That do I still get to have challenges? And that day, April 7th, 2007, I decided I am going to give myself permission to walk through my mess in front of people. I, I don't have to air all the things I'm going through, but I won't try to hide that I go through things. And so my why has been, I, I can't say yes to part of the job and not all of it. Part of the job would be you only get to see me and my greatness. I put a filter on my life like they do on social media. <laughs> nope. You're going to see me with my lines. You're going to see me with, you know, my triceps not quite as toned as I love them to be so that you see your humanity and your possibility. I signed up for that. The second thing I do is I rise above my circumstances and I always find a picture of what it will look like on the other side of this. I don't put head down and keep it down. I put head down, get the strategy, put head up, see the other side, then put head down and get busy. You, I have to see the other side. I have to see it. I have to talk about it. I have to share it. I have to visualize it. I have to speak into it. I have to. It's, it's the light at the end of the tunnel that's not a train. And so I hold on to it and I get other people to get to remind me of it. Cause I forget, I get boggled down. I get hurt. I get angry. I get scared. I get tired. And in that time, I ask you to hold me accountable to the woman that I'm becoming, not to the woman that I am today. So I'm always keeping people in my space who I've told who I want to become to. And then I ask them, just tell it back to me on the days that my faith wanes or my memory goes away. I'm going to take a minute here. It's, I think it was so beautiful. I am like receiving it. It's beautiful and it is so powerful and it is so, it reminds me to, to stay in those days as well as, as my, as, as okay. I show up and I have yeah. those days as well, where 
we are not able to. It, it's the tough times, the grind. It's not. Yeah. It's not working out. It seems like nothing's working out. Yeah. It seems like hell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you have to find that strength to get back up. Because and, that's um, a part of your teaching journey too. Mm -hmm. Your teaching journey isn't just the content. Your teaching. Your teaching journey is the evolution of your lifestyle. The teaching journey is the peaks and the valleys. If you decide to teach. If you decide to coach, if you decide to lead, then be a 360 leader. Mm -hmm. Leaders lead in the face of discomfort. Leaders lead in the face of disagreement. Leaders lead in the face of breakdown. It's not a convenient job. It's a job of conviction and service. That's why I keep getting up so that I can turn around knowing if I'm going through this, my students, my followers, my tribe, they must be about to go through something similar if they stay on this path. Okay, so I gotta get up. I gotta get through it and I gotta remember what I did because I gotta make that available when they need it. Beautiful. One thing that you said during you were explaining that was somewhere you said the line, and I might, I'm paraphrasing you right now, but something to the line of this is my humanity. Yeah. Uh, this is this is me being human, me being able to express. This is human, and this is me actually kind of doing this as a selfish act right now yeah. to ask this question yeah, yeah, yeah. because I I struggle with that. I struggle to present my humanity. I struggle to be able to know what to share, what not to share. I mm -hmm. struggle um, as much as I've learned tremendously and significantly better in the past three four years since our yes. conversation and conversations after that. I still struggle. I struggle to 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 be able to find that place to get comfortable yeah. with, with with sharing that. If if we if we were to have that breakfast again, let's say this was the breakfast we were having, and we we're letting everybody kind of sneak in, and I was sharing this with you, Lisa. This is my struggle, which it is really. Uh, what would you tell me? You assume that I don't have a struggle. Hmm because I do it and I do it I'd hope that I'd hope it comes across powerfully and sincerely there's an assumption that there's not a a struggle in me to do it anymore and I don't think I've ever shared a story ever with all the times I've shared stories on Oprah Larry King Steve Harvey extra all around the world South Africa Swaziland Ireland Budapest I don't think there's ever been a time that I've shared a very transparent story and didn't feel that resistance right before I shared it. So I think you assumed I didn't have it. Mm -hmm. So number one, I'm with you. It doesn't go away. So don't expect it to go away and don't fault yourself or look for it to go away. Look for your willingness to rise above the desire for it to go away and share it anyway. Different angle, completely different angle. The fear doesn't have to go away. The discomfort of being so, because if the discomfort's there, it's because you're really being transparent. If you stop having that discomfort, that means you're, you're sharing inside of the comfort zone, which probably is not the part that's the most valuable to the audience. It is your vulnerability and your discomfort, and you're doing it anyway. That shows the audience who they get to be shows your coaches what they have to do, what they're willing to say yes to. And so I look back, sometimes I look at interviews of me 
that are airing everywhere and GoCast and 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 Mind Valley and mm -hmm. and they go viral and forty seven million one million views in twenty four hours and and I and when I'm watching the story I still go gulp. I remember when my my first solo book No Matter What um, sold in thirty two different languages. Every time the publisher emailed me, we now sold in Bulgaria. I would go gulp because I knew what I put in that book. Even in print, even away from me, I still have the discomfort. And the and it was it's it's the ego. It's the desire to defend and still be perceived as smart. It's the desire for people to still respect me. It's all the stuff in my in my image, in my needing to prove, protect, defend, or hide. Those three things are key. It's in your desire to prove, protect, defend, or hide that you get uncomfortable with the truth being shared. Mm -hmm. And then I feel it, and then I thank it, then I go and thank you, and I have a mission. So I'm gonna bring you with me, discomfort. So I don't try to dissipate the discomfort. I don't try to dissipate the fear. I just agree to live with it and move forward because the calling and my purpose and my commitment is higher than my fear, even though they both are very present. And right before I go on and right before I talk, the fear seems like it's bigger. <laughs> I just remind it that you can come with me. So I treat it as a car, a Jeep. You can ride with us. Fear, you're, you seem to always be there. I've done most of the big things that people see in my career very afraid, very afraid. I just told fear, if you're gonna come, you gotta sit in the back seat. <laughs> so, so I literally, vision my life like a car and I go okay in the car is Lisa Nichols the conscious thinker in between Lisa Nichols is Shantae she my, <laughs> she my ghetto girl <laughs> she's from South Central LA and she's not gonna let anybody bully Lisa Nichols she's in the back seat and then there's fear and the and the concern will people like me like I've always met I've always dealt with I want you to like me I gained over 88 pounds because when I walked in the room with a stealth figure, I could see in my booming personality, I'd see women kind of resist and withdraw and look at their, their boyfriends or their husbands as they interact, as they interacted with me and from a sense of worry. And I didn't want her to wonder about my integrity and I wanted her to be my friend and I put on an 88 pound jacket to be accepted, to be loved. And so my need to be loved is big. I'm always managing that. Do you like me? Do you love me? Will you stay with me? Don't leave me. I'm always managing that worry. And I say, you can come with me, but you gotta sit in the back seat. Let Lisa Nichols, the conscious thinker, the evolved woman, let her drive. You all can come along, all my issues. You all can come in the car. You just gotta get in the back seat. And some days, I gotta lock you in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> I got stuff to do, I gotta lock you in the trunk. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. That's that's a really great metaphor also for Bring all of us to kind of take, hey, you're just gonna come along and Bring you're just gonna you. deal with it. In the way you're that. not an imposter because it's still there. That's mm -hmm. the key thing to know. You're not an imposter, you're not a fake, you're not a fraud. And it's not as if you haven't made it somewhere. First of all, there isn't somewhere. There's just a journey. 
And um, so don't think that there's a part of the journey that's without it. Mm -hmm. You know, I I, I won't drop names, but names that all of us have looked up to, um, we've admired from a distance. Um, In my intimate conversations with them, I was pleased to hear that their car is full of the same issues that my car is full of. But we forget. We forget, yeah. though. We forget. Yeah. We forget as we watch from distance, as we yes. watch on the social yes. media channels. Yes. It feels like because we filter it. A, yeah, we filter. It's and, the filter, and, and it looks like, hey, that that person's got yeah. it. I finally, once I once I become that confident, yeah. like that person, yeah. we forget they're they have a car like right. our car right. with the right. fear sitting right. behind right. as right. well. Right. And I think it's I think what we do that's detrimental to ourselves is we say until I stop feeling this fear. I can't be as impactful as them. I can't contribute until I stop having these issues. And so we disqualify ourselves and we believe that there's this destination called perfect and there's this destination called balance. And both of them are myths. Balance is a myth, harmony is a must. Mm. Perfection is a false pursuit of something that won't ever happen and will always leave you feeling insignificant. They both don't exist, so pursue perfectly managing your imperfection and pursue your incredibly crazy life, having some sense of harmony. Mm. Beautiful. And that was for you. And if they get something <laughs> out of it, that's bonus. <laughs> yeah, no, this is perfect. And this is this is something that I needed to hear. I mm-hmm. needed to hear yeah. right now as I continue my journey of expression yeah. Yeah. as as a coach, as a consultant, as a trainer, as a teacher myself. I, I'm new to as much I'm as so I proud work of you. in the background. Yeah, that's all, but... that's all a new description of you yeah. from the last time we sat down all of those things so if you've had some lumps and bumps and moments of question i just want to affirm you right now brother that that entire description did not exist when we had breakfast i know i know so That's congratulations oh thank you congratulations to who you are becoming and to everything that comes in the car with you Mm-hmm. It's only because you're playing big and you're driving the car to new terrain. Most people are more committed to a familiar discomfort than they are committed to a, an unfamiliar new possibility. I'll say that again. Most people are more committed to a familiar discomfort than they are to an unfamiliar new possibility. Key words there are familiar and unfamiliar. And what you've done is you've become committed to explore the unfamiliar possibility. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Super excited about it as well. Uh, and scared, <laughs> but it's exciting. Got a full um, car. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Um, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk a little bit towards the, the story of one of the things that, of course, I've found tremendously powerful and I've learned so much from you. I've learned from the program you did with Mind Valley on it. I've learned it by like dropping into your different speaking engagements that you've had or different events that I've seen you speak at, uh, your workshops at different events that I've seen uh, seen you at. I've picked up a little bit, a little bit, a little bit everywhere. Um, and that is you being able to present and show up in, in yeah. a beautiful way, like, like we already talked about, being able to inspire, but also be able to give people real tools yep. to be able to say, okay, you're not only inspired, here is ways to actually go yep. out and yep. and do the same or more off in or be more of you out in the world if i was to say and of course it'd be kind of touched on one of the techniques that that you definitely taught me at, at, the, at the time uh what would be 
some again i'm sure all of them are equally powerful and you're discovering more every day i'm trying to trying to ask a difficult <laughs> question of saying if there was one right. that you would go hey ajit i think as a coach somebody because coaches right. not are, are not always on stages right. they are sometimes telling stories uh, but in a very one-on-one -on -one right. setting right. what would be that one thing that you would say is 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 being very useful to you or useful to your students right so um if i may give uh, one context and, and one technique Absolutely. and it is difficult because um, there, there are 14 techniques that I've uncovered so far and that I teach in my speakers mastermind courses. But of those, there are five diamonds. So I go, okay, look, you're not going to get them all. This is literally a two year. Think of it as an MBA. If you want to up level your game as a presenter speaker, one to one or one to many, either way, then you want to unpack and master the techniques one to two at a time. Mm. Be okay with that. But start with these five, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, and it's great. I just literally a day ago got out of a four day intensive training. So um, this is the perfect conversation right now. The first is a mindset to understand in the speaking. So you can add turbo boost to anything you do when you become a more powerful speaker, mm. anything from an engineer to a minister, to a coach, to a executive, to an artist. Anything, anything can be turbo boost when you know how to deliver you in a more powerful way. So everyone's a speaker. Some people are just platform speakers, but everyone is a speaker. If you open your mouth and you want to inspire people to take radical action in their own lives as a result of what you said, then you're a speaker, mm -hmm. right? And some of us do it on a platform and some of us do it in a boardroom and some of us do it in the classroom with children. And some of us do it one-on-one -on -one with a client. So the first thing is to understand that there are four different types of speakers. Most of us did. I didn't know this for maybe 18 years of my career. There's four different types of speakers. And a lot of times we're comparing ourselves to someone that's not even in our category. And we always lose the comparison because mm -hmm. we're comparing apples and oranges, expecting to see apples and apples. So I'll go through that really, go through those really fast. One is an information speaker. That's how you started with me. You're an information speaker, which is really important. They deliver valuable content that can change your life. That's just all you do, though, is deliver content. Um, Stephen Covey, he's a content a, a informational speaker, and yet he changed my life. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and all the different courses I took from him changed my life. But I'm more in love with the content than Stephen Covey. I respect him. I appreciate him. But the content is what I focus on. So informational speaker, that's number one. The, you're responsible for delivering content only. Second is a motivational speaker. You're responsible for jumpstarting people. So the external and external stimuli. And so you have to see it in the room. That's the raw go. That's the running on fire. That's the breaking the brick with my head. That's the, all those things. And that's super important because if your battery went down on your car, you would go call AAA or some automotive place and say, I need a what a jump. That's what motivational speaking does. And for some people, they never stop after that jump. For others, in 90 days, Ajit, they go back down. So if you're a motivational speaker, you need to every 70 days touch your audience again so they don't go down, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the external jump to get you going. And then the third type of speaker is an inspirational speaker. It's an inside job. So that, that speaker, they don't have you going, go. They have you going, mm. 
Ah, the biggest mistake most inspirational speakers make is that they're comparing themselves to a motivational speaker. Mm -hmm. That's what I did. I thought my response should be like Tony Robbins or Les Brown or someone else in the industry that I saw that I admired and I lost every time. And so that's an internal job. They're very reflective. It's a Wayne Dyer. It's a Marion Williamson. It's a, hmm, it's a looking at my life, but it's quiet and you got to be willing to let it be quiet. And then the final is a transformational speaker coach. And they're the individual that's willing to go to the dark place with you, show you what, why the dark place has been dark, turn on the light and walk you out. And transformational is not a one time 40 minute process. It takes time. You could introduce someone to a transformational journey in a speech, but you have to take them on it through coaching. Mm. So first I want people to understand the distinction. And I'm sure many viewers right now, you might be looking at this going, ah, that's why I've been feeling like I suck. I've been comparing myself to a motivational speaker or I've been information thinking I was inspiration. So first thing I do with my students, I say, what are you right now? And what are you becoming? Mm-hmm. Like I would ask you, what are you right now? And what are you becoming? I'm information becoming a stronger information. I'm information becoming inspiration. I'm information on my way to transformation. And so the first thing is to understand where are you starting and where, and what are you becoming? And then the second is what's the distance between the two. Don't tell me what you're already doing. That has you solidly where you are. Great. Tell me the, Tell me what you have to begin to do in order to become that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing I do on my campus. So we're just, we're just working with the gap. Second is the one technique I would say master. And when I say master, I don't mean learn. I mean master, which will take some time. And that's the valley technique. And the valley is the ability, the thing that I share with you, the ability to tell someone a low point in your life, a relevant low point in your life without any lesson in it. That's where we go wrong. We often infuse all this lesson in the story. A true valley is a, is a moment in time. It's just an incident. It's not your life story. It's a moment in time and you're able to show it versus tell it. And that's what you've heard me say from stage. And the way you show it is you tell me what's going on in your head when it happens, what's going on in your heart when it happens, which is why Ajit, you feel so uncomfortable. When you're doing the story, because of the way I set it up for you, I'm requiring you to go in your cave. The cave is not the details of what happened, not the cave. That's the incident. The cave is what were you thinking? How are you feeling? I want to hear the feelings of vulnerability. I want to hear the feelings of questioning, because if you can show me your feelings of vulnerability and questioning, then I'm more, I now see me and you. And now I go, that's my guy. He can Mm -hmm. teach me. Now, the reason why most people do that incorrectly is because they interrupt that moment of vulnerability and transparency with the life lesson because they're uncomfortable. And the story, the valley is an island. It has to be an island literally by itself. And it's pillared between two other islands, the island of content and the island of content. Between the island of content and content lives the island of story. And what you see when you see me on stage, the reason why I bring you to tears is because I don't interrupt the story that I'm showing you, not telling you. 
So I take you on this journey of the experience. It was 1994 summertime. I remember it to be about 98 degrees sweltering in the heat. I found myself walking down the street asking myself, Lisa, how did you end up here again? How did you end up broke and broken? How is it that you're walking to the ATM? You put the car in the ATM and it says insufficient funds, $11.42. How did you get here again? Your son is eight months old and he needs you. I find myself walking back from the store with nothing in my hand, figuring out what will I do for the next several days to wrap Jelani in something so that he can be safe. All I can think of was to wrap him in a towel, towel after towel after towel. Each time he wet the towel, I cleaned it. By the time he was on his sixth towel, I was in tears. My son should at least have pampers. That was the day I decided enough is enough. I'm sick and tired of my own story. I'm sick and tired of being afraid of my shadow. I'm sick and tired of dimming my light so others won't feel insecure in my presence. I'm sick and tired of just living mediocrity. I'm sick and tired of people telling me I have potential. I want to meet my potential. That's a story. You need to see that island. I didn't interrupt it with any lesson. So you saw me walking down the street. You saw me with a towel. That would be the secret sauce I would tell people to learn and master initially because that's where people choose to love you. They will choose to respect you based on what you know. They will choose to love you and follow you and be loyal to you based on your journey. So you're saying it would be somewhere between your talk that you would go content then there will be this beautiful story that you just said uh, or a story that is there. And then you would follow it up, follow it up with content, a, with content related to the story or, or, or different. Well, that's a great question. That's a great question. So, so I'm going to give you a couple of techniques. So one technique is the Valley. That's the yeah. one I told you about and it has some guidelines to it. Main guideline is show me. Um, and when you go into the Valley, so the two islands of content, right? And in between is the Valley. There's this thing that connects the content to the story and that's called a bridge. Mm. It's another technique. And that bridge speaks to why this story is necessary. So that bridge says, let me give you an idea of the bridge right now from the story that I just shared with you. And so that day, and I don't know what year I told you, I was just making the year up in 1998, I made a decision. I want to ask you, What's your decision today? I'm going to teach you three ways that you can turn your life into something barely recognizable. And then you get to make your decision. Way number one. Now I'm in the content. Mm. You saw that? Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's so well done. Yeah, it's yeah. so beautiful. It's, it's very like science. It's, it's very, it's very literally, it's down to, like I've broken it down to literally each little piece, each little science of how does it work? Cause it's many layers that make it pop really pop. And so mm -hmm. that bridge, Ajit, allows you to keep the integrity of the story. So the story is the same. It can never change because it's a true story, ideally, right? It's a true story about you or someone else. And in order for that, because that's what people are going to remember. That's what they're going to share on your behalf. Respectfully, we love your content, but I'm going to share your story. I'm going to say, there's this guy and this guy had nothing. And he slept on a cot in the room with his brother. <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, right. yeah, that's my, yeah. When's the last time I heard your story? Yeah. 
It was several years ago I heard your story. But I remember your story. Because stories are what we relate to. Like, what? This dude is running this multi-million dollar company. He slept on a cot. He, he had to, like, what? If he can do it, I can do it. Because I slept in a bed at least. Yeah. Right? People borrow your strength from your story. But the way the story stay, keeps its integrity is the bridge changes based on the content you're teaching. Mm -hmm. I want you to hear that. So the bridge is the only thing that changes. And then when you, when you change the bridge based on what you're teaching, the story now is like a Lego. It's like a Lego block. It goes anywhere. You can drop it. All you have to do is mine the bridge mm. and make sure the bridge can lead into the content. Now, now, what most people do is they disrupt the story. They disrupt the valley because they get freaked out. You know, <laughs> yeah, know. They, they get scared. I totally freak out. Right, right. You get freaked out. And so you start inviting too many things on the island. Yeah. And then the island sinks. The story, the way the story is beautiful is it's just the story. But you have to go into it knowing I'm going to follow it with brilliance. I'll be okay. You interrupt the story, not for the audience. You interrupt the story for your ego. That's a huge mic drop right there. It's like, wow. Yeah. Oh, yes. That is, that is so true. Didn't you love that conversation? I know Lisa is a powerful speaker. And if you follow what she told in this podcast episode, you can also be a more powerful speaker. You can have better enrollment conversation, can have more impactful conversations with your clients. Now, I'm sure you loved what you heard. And if you did, go ahead and give us that five-star rating that you've been holding back on. We'll love those ratings come in and your reviews come in because that tells us if you're doing a good job or a great job. So head over to the platform that you're listening to this on and give us that review. Hey, I also wanted to give you my phone number. I got a phone number from community and that is 323-618-6132. Go ahead and text me at 323-618-6132. Once you send me a text, I'll send you some good fun stuff that you can use in your coaching practice every week. Something that will help you grow your practice, something that will help you create more impact out in the world. So go ahead and text me at 323-618-6132. This phone number for now is only valid for US and Canada. I'm trying to get it across the world. But for now, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week. I am your host, Ajit Navlakai, and every week on the Evercoach podcast, I will bring the world's best thinkers, coaches, trainers to share some of their best ideas to solve real client problems, live a prosperous life, and be an even better version of ourselves.